Mango. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Uh, quick question for you. We are going to try and record the podcast for this week, and I need your expressed permission in order to do it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Perfect. Okay. Sweet. Roll the intro. Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Toe Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Derek. I'm Kyle. I'm Chris. And this is episode 175. We didn't <laughs> talk about that, but I figured I'd throw it in there. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered. <laughs> good. Yeah, I literally good. pulled up Spotify to make sure. <laughs> They'll figure it out. They'll look in the show notes and figure it out. So we're doing this. Uh, I'm at home in my office and uh, I'm wearing a set of uh, earbuds. I'm only going to be here for a short while and then I'll let these guys go on and do a podcast and I got to go give my kid a bath. So that's what Very I know. Fun. That's part of what I know. Hey, that's that's most of, of what you know. What, what oh, do you okay. know that you're hanging out here for a few minutes about? Uh, that... Uh, Starting June 15th, which I believe is Thursday. Yes, we are going to yes. be launching the core giveaway. We're going to do a swag pack again this year. It's going to have a hoodie. It's got some koozies. It's got some stickers and it's probably going to have something else in it as well. Uh, we will know more about that once it launches. We are like dialing in the uh, tail ends of what's going to be in the swag pack. But you can go check it out at totaloffroadpodcast.com. As of June 15th, as long as Kyle doesn't mess it up, it will be ready. I have full and faith in Kyle. I also have full <laughs> faith in Kyle. Nice. I got us on the Discord and it's going pretty damn smoothly. <laughs> Womp. Womp indeed. We were doing fine until Craig came in. Sorry. Wait, don't Craig. say his name. This happened last time. Oh, what happens when you <laughs> say his name? There was a Patreon episode where we said his name and he stopped recording. So I don't know if he's sentient or not. <laughs> oh, I see. Don't make the AI mad. Yeah, don't don't piss off Skynet. <laughs> oh, okay. that's fucking Good hilarious. <laughs> right, Skynet. Anyway, um, you can go through and chop that up as needed afterwards in post. Oh, boy. to make that seamless. Make us uh, all sound beautiful, Kyle. Yes. Go to uh, com and get a swag pack to be entered into the giveaway. There's going to be, I believe, we're talking about doing 50 uh, spots and or 50 swag packs total. And we do not have a price on them yet, but we will. So once we Thursday, get all, that, all out, that will be on there. Yes, we'll have it all figured out by Thursday. And it will be there and you can go check it out. So, yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about the launch of the giveaway. There's going to be two spots um, in that that you're going to give away. There's two availabilities. So you have a one in 25 chance of winning. Pretty good odds. Pretty, Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. So and also on top of that, you're going to get the all coveted hoodie that we have always been asked for. Are you are you sure it's two and tw- or one in twenty five? Because it, I mean, if Kyle starts buying them all up, yeah. Hey, that means oh. you have better odds. 
Right. Yeah, because Kyle bought all of them. <laughs> so if I can only win one spot, then you got a one in twenty-five shot. So, so mm. instead of the instead of the Illinois vote early, vote often. It's buy early, buy often. That's right. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. There's political jokes to be made there, but yeah, <laughs> you're the only one touching <laughs> it, Kyle. Sure. I'm not going to touch it anymore. <laughs> I dip my dip my finger in the water. I'm not going in for a swim. Hmm. All right. Okay, that's all I wanted to talk about and tell you guys. Uh, I haven't done anything with um, I haven't done anything with Loki. I did go pick up the donut. The guys are going to tell you about that. I've been driving the wheels off it. I'm sure you've seen. <laughs> and I'm loving my donut. Although I will say, Chris, I think it's got a vibration. Well, we put a cage in it. We did align it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what's the not warranty that on that cage? Measures can't users, Steve. Yeah. Full coverage that, warranty. Not that kind of vibration. What uh, kind of vibration? Has a drive driveline vibration. Like because they took it to hammers. It's the cage's fault. We put yeah. one good U joint in it, and the rest are vibrating now. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the case. I'm gonna so, have to. Um, I'm gonna take it over to uh, my local mechanic that I use now. And uh, have them throw it on the lift and check the rear bushings. When you let off the throttle, it changes lanes. Oh, you might have a you <laughs> might have a bushing out then. Two, two or seven, I'm not sure. We're having to check them out though. <laughs> <laughs> it like, never you hold went, the wheel straight. Uh-huh. In, the, in the last year, it never went more than a mile from the shop. I don't think so. Right. Other than when yeah. I took it to Wendy's. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not quite that's maybe a mile and a half that's not far away <laughs> yeah so it, needed I, driven, it needed driven so i'm not worried about that you're welcome Steve, I, I do have one question yes sir are the odds of winning increased if they show up and help you fix your jeep so it'll be there oh yeah it could be <laughs> dabble dabble in the in things i gotta get, fixed get, before it's, that a because... one in, it's a one in five if you come and help steve fixes <laughs> Ish. Jeep's gonna be done in three days. Um, <laughs> I, uh, what am I thinking? Um, it's gotta be back together before July first. So actually, Chris, I need to call you in the morning and talk to either you or Rich about doing a transfer case build. Okay. Because I don't have time. I don't want to do it. So well, I talked to Rich about it the other day. He's like, "Hey, call me next week." I was like, "Yeah, okay," and didn't call him. So. Um. So, oh yeah, give me a call tomorrow. We can we'll figure yeah. out what we need to do, and may so, have you guys just throw a case together for me, and then I will. There's already other TOP listers calling and and spending right. money, earning chances. <clears throat> sold a t- sold a transfer case to somebody else today. So nice. Oh, that explains why he's giving his entries. Oh, you're gonna tip your hat. You're gonna tip the hand that far. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, he he posted he posted that he wants to give away his entries. Yeah, he, I did oh, see I that see. he posted. I just wasn't going to say his name, you know. You say it three times, he appears. Oh God, don't say it again. So you know, it's like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So don't. <laughs> Is it like? Uh, never mind. I'm trying or, to figure out who <laughs> needs a transfer case. <laughs> it can't be Speakman because he needs five. No, it's not Speakman. Well, yeah, just like the great late legend said, one piece at a time. <laughs> one, one, one transfer case at a time. 
So and it won't cost them a I dime. Would be, I would be smart enough <laughs> to figure out all the different lovers. I'd forget which one was which. That's why mine doesn't yeah. even have a transfer case lever. I just leave it in four low. Dave did that, and he only had one transfer case. He did that last year at Core. You know, he mm-hmm. accidentally left it in high gear and wondered why it wouldn't yeah. crawl. Yeah. yeah. In high gear for a, for a half a day. I'm like, why does that thing sound so labored? He's like, I don't know. And then he was like, oh, I forgot that they're labeled backwards. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that does happen. Also, I don't yeah. know if you're intending to do it, Steve, but that was a decent Dave impression. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was subtle. <laughs> subtle. subtle. Yeah. I've hung so, out with the guy at Timer Three. Hey, let's just let's just be happy was that he brought grumpy? the. It wasn't quite grumpy enough. I was gonna say, was it grumpy enough? Yeah, not quite grumpy enough. That was the that was okay. the missing non subtlety. Yeah, I, I was just grumpy. gonna say, let's be happy you brought the ranger, not the bouncer, because none of us would be able to hear right now. <laughs> that thing is yeah. dumb loud. It is soft. I like it. It is loud. It's cool, but I would not want to be around it all day on the trail. Yeah. I think a proper impression be like, I don't fucking know, Steve. It's fucking broken. There you go. That's better. <laughs> a little more grumpy. Hey, you get a little more drill sergeant in there. Yeah. I, just, I don't know, Steven. Uh, anyway, love you, Dave. Right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here. Okay. I'm going to let Talk you guys do things. Thanks for my liberty back. I really love it, and I love driving it. So thank you so much for uh, putting a cage in it for me. No Woo-hoo. problem. Glad you're glad you're enjoying it, and I'll catch you on the jack stands. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I know you won't. I don't have jack stands. <laughs> no, no jack that, stands. Oh, that's, Nothing. That's uh. how you get out of being in the jack stands group. You just don't own jack stands. <laughs> I gotta throw it. mine out real quick. Sell your jack stands, everyone. <laughs> Marketplace is about to be flooded with them. <laughs> Sell your jack stands. That's how you get out of it. Then everything will just be laying on the concrete. So, that's this episode's name. <laughs> laying on the Sell concrete. Jack stands. Oh my god. Sell your jack stands. This is a wonderful yep. episode name. Both are good. If you lift your Jeep high enough, you don't need jack stands to work on it most of the time. This is a true story. Yeah. Like my transfer I case, I won't, I won't have jack stands for that. I don't ever use my jack stands. Only... Unless I take axles axle out. Yeah. Yep. Which I hope to never do on my half brick, half gravel, super oh. short driveway. Oh. Yeah. Take it down. Take it down to Jason's. <laughs> He's, well, yeah. Yeah. There's stuff. I can't take it down to Jason's. I don't know if you, oh. I haven't, I'm not caught up on wheeling wine and whiskey, so I don't know what the status is. Oh, and what okay. I can and can't say. Oh. All right. It's not like it's not like area. ominous. It's not ominous. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's things you can't There's go down Jason's and use a lift, right? Okay. Exactly. Bet. All right. Um, bet. Sure. Bet. I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but bet. Yeah. Bet. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yep. All right. I'm out of here. You guys have right. fun recording a podcast. I'm gonna let you guys get back to it. Okay. Fire Later. Wonder. Bye. Okay. God, thank goodness he's gone. Shit. Thought now we can talk leave. trash. <laughs> Thought he'd never leave. Place your he, side bets now. He gave Will? us the good old Midwestern goodbye. Right? Yeah. Well, he didn't open enough beers. <laughs> yeah. He would have been of, here another 20 minutes. We'll get in there. Get in there. On. 
It's not a beer, though. I'll tell why. But here. Mm. Oh, here yeah. we'll try. That's pretty we'll bad. Try this. That didn't nothing. come through at all. Did I heard it? nothing. Yeah. Did you have? I turned off echo. There's like a noise oh. suppression. Yep. Well, I'm not drinking a beer because I'm taking some medication that prevents me from drinking beer. Um, but I am drinking a Haritos, a Mandarin yeah. soda. So that's fun. I'm drinking Mountain Dew because the the past six days was nothing but Jack Daniels and Coca Cola. So okay, yeah, yeah I'm drinking Arnold it. Palmer because I'm a 55 year old man. <laughs> you are hey. old. <laughs> With my no, I, ORA logo sticking out, I would mention. There you go. You, you oh, got not, on what there. the on thing my that Milwaukee, ORA makes? My Milwaukee <laughs> Packout Cup. <laughs> you have do you have a Milwaukee pack out for the cup on your desk though? I want to bolt it to my toolbox. I just haven't done it yet. On the side of your toolbox? <laughs> yeah, why just, not? just the, the cup is sideways all day long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I um I bought a bike recently, a new motorcycle, and I uh, I took a photo of the pack out mount next to my motorcycle and I put I know what I need to do but I don't know if I have the strength to do it <laughs> <laughs> just just bolt the cup right on top of the on top on, of the bike and, on that bike it's probably stable enough oh it would be it would be I mean I can I can set the cup down on my dash and it won't even uh, it doesn't shake off like a Harley right <laughs> so the the snowboat congress I was at last week there was you know some meetings during the day and then go party at night because contrary to you know what some people don't believe is that snowmobilers like to drink um yeah that's unlikely one they had I didn't make it over there for it but they the the kickoff day or the day before kickoff they always have like a cruise mostly it's motorcycles one of the guys came down from Michigan he had a snowmobile converted and with a street legal motorcycle or, or a spider, so to speak. Those and are cool. I've seen those. I don't understand. So he took a snowmobile, <laughs> put tires on the front, took the track oh. out from underneath it, mounted a wheel back there with a drive, a drive sprocket chain back to it. And then he had a radiator mounted up under there as well. So as the air came under the sled, it would force it through the radiator and he had a fan, electric fan on it. But other than that, it was a like a uh, probably like a 2015 Skidoo snowmobile, Whoa. and then he had had it inspected and special construction motorcycle or something like that, so that he could legally and he's ridden it all over the country. That's got to be hilarious to look at. Uh, it you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I kind of want to know so how long did it take to figure out how to keep it cool? Take something that you know doesn't. Have, have really a radiator in it it's supposed to run in a cold environment and ride it i mean tuesday it was in moline it was upper 80s and i said hey no problems out of it i'm only i, I just googled like convert snowmobile to motorcycle and i only am coming up with motorcycles converted to snowmobiles like they're oh, but it's all going the other way yeah, I, so, they're all going the other way. I just can't. I can't even picture this. I mean, I can kind of I picture it, but I can't like easily picture. I know this. there's guys out in Glamis that do it. 
Oh, here we go. I got it. Wait, this has... Wait, so does he have four or is this is a trike? This is a, a reverse trike. Okay, because I just found one that somebody put an ATV rear axle under. So it has sure. two rear wheels. But... Let me see. I think I might have snapped like one Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, that looks funky. I don't hate it. It's so weird, though. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I, you know, I don't know that it be like something I want to do as much as like snowmobiles, but... I, I, the the engineering and that behind it, I think, is what. Yeah, you appreciate it. Yeah, so that's cool. See if I, I get something here. I, I never knew existed until that on right the screen. now. Whoa, that looks better than the picture I found. That looks like much fancier and classier. That looks very stable and comfortable to ride. Mm -hmm. So somebody said it looked like it kind of fought in the corners a little bit, but. Eh, I mean, I my mom has a. Um, the, it's not a Yamaha? A no, it's a Skidoo. Whoa. So a Rotex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably because he wants reliability. Uh, my mom's um, has a moped that it's the same system. It's got two wheels in the front, but mm -hmm. then it, the center can lean um, oh, sure. independently of the suspension. It is so stable to ride on the road. That's but my story. Enough of the, Sorry, the... I'm like obsessed with these things now. This is the most weird thing I've ever seen. I wonder what kind of fuel mileage he gets. No idea. I, did, I didn't get a chance to talk to the guy. I can't um, imagine good. Well, but maybe on the, on, the, on the snow, they get about, you know, 20 to 25 if you're not pushing them hard. And a trail so like that that's covered over. So, but I don't know. You know, you're turning a wheel instead of a, a track. The wheels can be less rotating mass, so theoretically the engine should work less and less friction. But hmm, I'm not sure. So, what else are we talking about tonight, guys? Well, you and I did some off roading. We did. Did you now? We did. But Probably first, we first we sat in a we were parking lot princesses. Oh, I did that recently. <laughs> did you? Well, let's hear yeah. about your story first, then. Mine's really short. Uh, I got the truck smogged. Woo! And Kyle, I'm taking your advice and using that form, and it's going to stay registered in Illinois. So that's There good. you go. And I already got approval from them. I'm just waiting on my stickers, so that's good. So And I can go into a 20-minute tirade about trying to get the Mazda service engine code to go away, and it's still not gone, and it's, like, past... And it won't pass long to get licensed because check engine lights on, correct? Yeah. So, okay, here, I'll make a long story short. I spent like 12 hours over three different fixes to try and fix it. First was like, I'll clean the EGR valve because a lot of people online are like, I cleaned it. I just soaked it in brake clean and blah, blah, blah. And that was enough. And I put it back together. And then, so I did that. That didn't work. So then I took it apart again. And this takes like two, like three-ish hours each time to get to. You got to pull out a whole bunch of shit. And by the fourth time or third time, I was pretty good at it. But then I looked online because it didn't work after the first one. You have to like clean the crossover tube because it gets gunged up. And so I had to clean it, pulled it out, cleaned it. Had to make some custom tools and cleaned it out. It's a lot of shit came out. I was like, oh, it's got to be it. Got to be it. Put it back together. Nope. So I'm like, fine, I'll just replace the EGR valve. So I bought an EGR valve on Rock Auto, put it in. Same thing. Um, except that time, it um it went like 80 or 90 miles with no service engine code and no pending code 
I was like, perfect. Went and got it smogged. It failed during the smog check. <laughs> of course. I was like, are you fucking kidding? I like went off on the guy because I was like, what the hell did you do? Like, I did. I drove it for yeah, so blame long. Blame it on He's them. Like, no, I didn't, I didn't blame it on them. But I was like <laughs> thinking in my head, what the hell did you do? Um, and they, I mean, it's California's smog is serious. Like it sat there for like 15 minutes idling or 10 minutes idling. And then they rev it up to 2000. So like they run it through a, some kind of cycle. Um, but yeah, it didn't have a pending code beforehand. And I was like, that's not, there's no way that like this fails, which blew my mind. So he's like, yeah, next time go drive it like 200 miles and let it idle for like 20 minutes in front of your house and see if the code comes back. And if it doesn't, then you can come in. I was like, all right, <laughs> they do give you one more um like trial or whatever so i'm just gonna i don't know what i'm gonna do so uh, what happens so say you take it back again say for so whatever reason it comes on again then it's you said one more trial so this is like you only get so many chances to have your vehicle legal in california uh i actually don't know you get sorry when i said trial you get one more for free oh so, then they start paying for it well you you pay because they're all private shops, sure. you pay, and then some of them are like, you pay if you pass, and this one I was just convenient, I just pulled in, because I was like, oh, you know what, it's good, I've gone 80 or 90 miles, and this place has no line, so I pulled in, he's like, yeah, yeah, pay up front, and then we'll check it, and I was like, fine, and then he's like, all right, well, if you fix it, you bring it back in 30 days, and then you get a, if, you'll, you know, we'll pass you for free, or whatever, if it passes, I was like, okay. I so, see. I don't know if there's unlimited trials, I'm sure that, um, there's some weird California rule, but there's also like a pretest that you can do that doesn't log it, but fails go into the DMV system or the carb, whatever smog database. It's weird. I, they don't do anything with it though. I don't think you hope, right? Well, whatever. It's not registered in California, so they're not going to know anything about this car. So, yeah. So that leads me to my other question. You said the truck passed, but it's going to stay registered in Illinois. Mm-hmm, Cause I have a house there. Cause you have the house there. So, even though it's registered in a different state, you still have to have it smogged? Because there's emissions in Illinois, the, the rule in Illinois is that you need to send them emissions back unless you're residing in an area that doesn't require emissions, in which case you have to prove your resident or your, I guess not residency, but you have to prove that the vehicle is there somehow. And there's a whole list of things. And it was honestly just huh. easier to get it smogged because <laughs> it, sure. like, it has no codes. Yeah, if it's, um, if it's easy to pass, then... Did you see yeah. you can also get your Mazda um, applied for an extension for out-of-state exemption? Uh, that is another I thing you can do. called them today, and they were like, yeah, you can get a 30-day exemption. And I was like, okay, but... You can get a one-year extension. Really? Yep. Send me that link. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um my the secretary at our work um her car's not working right but her kid is in college in iowa uh, so she submitted the form saying that the car is in iowa uh with the kid for college and she got a one-year extension off of that could you well, that's because iowa's oh. cool no, right. no 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 there's um you can what is it that you have to do every year there's um you can share like a college uh, one of the documents that you can s use to state that it's out of state is um, a college uh, tuition bill or whatever. So that would work. Yeah, I, but I think because she submitted it stating that her son was in college or whatever, 
um, she got the year, but I can submit something with nothing basically and get a 30 day extension or something, which I would say, otherwise, it at least doesn't matter for another but, six months. I got a daughter in college and I at Iowa, so we can, you know, <laughs> just give him the address. Isabel Clay, you have a Mazda at school. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to verbalize all of this and have it recorded somewhere. So we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just, I, I mean, I, the service engine light pisses me off too, because I'm like, it's. Well, yeah, they're frustrating when you can't track I just it wanna, down. I just want to fix it, and I just want it to be fixed, because like it's just my daily. I mean, I track it sometimes, but it is not a project car, so I just want to put it back the way it's supposed to be, and right. do it the right way, well, and be done with it. We had, um, a a core participant from last year, Jim Schneller, with the Gladiator. We just had his truck back in. We did a full PSC power steering box, power steering pump, basically a, a conversion back to a hydraulic ram assist steering and got rid of all the electric steering. Oh, no, get to get rid of the electric. Yeah, I got you. On his truck, and he had a Trail Dash 2 in it already. So we're like, okay, that, because you got to, you got to go in and tell the computer that the electric steering is not there anymore because mm-hmm. it changes RPM. You can actually feel it. It's like a 50 RPM jump when you start turning the wheel. Mm-hmm. The The computer senses that there's the extra load of the hydraulic pump. And it's enough that it's kind of noticeable if you're used to the electric. Mm-hmm. But the Trail Dash 2 wouldn't, doesn't shut that off. So we actually had to take the Trail Dash 2 completely out of it, put a taser in it. And I know there's a lot of people that like the taser. I think they're a pain. Because you're trying to hold buttons on your steering wheel and up and down, and basically they're piggybacking off the the OEM controls and screen to do their stuff. It it can be confusing, and it takes a couple times to do it. And then, so we did it. We had everything. Else. He took off, went to um, a Jeep Jamboree down at S'more this past weekend, and the truck kept flashing four wheel drive service. And what was it? Four wheel service. It would re-engage the sway bar, and it would turn the lockers off while in oh, four low. Because it thinks he's going to lose control. I don't know if it thought he would lose control. Um, he said normally the the gladiators and the JLs, I guess, are set up that if you are above twenty mile an hour for more than uh, five minutes, it, and the sway bar is disconnected, it will connect it back for stability hmm. and traction control nannies. But I don't it, like that. No, I don't <laughs> either. But um, he dropped it. So they came home, they dropped it off the shop. We worked on it today. And it was a combination of, we finally figured out after, you know, messing around and check parameters. Huh? It was a combination of somehow the, when we programmed in the gear ratio, the gear ratio didn't stick. And we actually end up having to reprogram for gear ratio and then unplug the taser out of the unit hmm. or out of the truck and plug the, there's two dash connectors that go up under the dash. You unhook, you plug the, the them into the taser, do your programming, and you actually have to take it back out. Oh, wow. So, and of course it's all up under the dash. So it's not convenient to get to. There's probably 7 billion wires under the dash on one of those. Oh, there's so many wires underneath these new... <laughs> New trucks, these new. I can't Jeeps. even. I had a hard time tracing wires in the Mazda. I was doing something else, but 
I was just like trying to clean up some wiring and I had like a USB to charge my phone ran across the dash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me just run this underneath. And when I was doing it, I tripped a fuse and I was like, all right, let me follow this thing back. What does this, what does this fuse even do? Um, and like, it, it was just crazy. To, and that's like, I don't know. It's a 15 year old car, 16 right. year old car. I can't even imagine what a brand new car is. The, wearing. It's you know, like, and it's, it's Chrysler. They love their CAN bus systems anyways everything tied into everything else Yeah, that, you know, it, it makes, it makes you wonder where's that's, this, how's this going to keep progressing? That's, that's every car though. I don't think that's just Chrysler nowadays. No, no, it's not. They're all, they all have their, and they keep progressing them. So at what point is it going to be that everything has so many wires and sensors on it that they're not going to be off-roadable? I can tell you what some of the new companies are doing. Uh, Bluetooth. For something like a battery pack where you have a million batteries in there and trying to, you know, run the sensors and all the wiring to monitor separate packs. Mm -hmm. Some of the companies are now starting to do Bluetooth and the Bluetooth in each pack just commands back to the main module. Hmm. Really? Yep. I don't know which company it is that's doing that. I'm sure someone will shed some light on that. My uh, my brother is super into the electric car stuff. Um, so he was telling me about, you know, that they're doing a lot of that. Because like you're saying, I mean, there's so many wires in there that it's like there's going to come a point where there's, you know, the, the fenders aren't going to be big enough to house the clumps of wires. So well, now they're starting. They, that's part of why they do can is because they can do, they can like piggyback multiple sensors onto one Right. And wire and like yeah. have it switch back be, and forth. I will be yeah. very surprised if the next version of the Wrangler ha- is a solid axle and B, you can still take the top and doors off. Because of safety requirements? Between safety requirements and you know, there are all these sensors and, and crash test ratings and that. They're just I was surprised that the Bronco, you know, the Bronco you still could take the doors off. Yeah. But well, they, they had to get clever with the, the mirrors or whatever on the Bronco, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The one thing, well, at least we're talking about off-road stuff here. The one thing I don't <laughs> like about the removable top on the Bronco, they advertise the open top, you know, that there's no crossbars. It gives you that open air feel. In terms of safety, I don't like that. If you tumble onto a big rock that rock is coming straight through the cage and crushing everyone inside cage cage in parentheses the one one time use cage yeah but you know the other the other thing with that though is how many how many of those broncos are gonna go to the point where it could tumble like that right out of the box very few. Very, very, very few. Very, very, I mean, it's going to be 10, 15 years for depreciation before that starts being. And the person that's going to take it to that point, they're going to either add bars or. Right. You know, do a new cage. I haven't seen any add on cages for them yet. I have to imagine there's a reason for that. No. I'm trying to think back to the structure of the Bronco because I've seen a few. It's not, it's not like the older. I don't know what a JLS is like either, but like even on like a JK, it's kind of tubey. So like you could you could add in like 
a clamp style yep. bar or whatever. Yeah. And I want to say that the, the Bronco is more like just stamped steel J, and like not J, around. It's like yeah. kind of tra- perpend- or, uh, tra- trapezoidal maybe. The JL and the and the Bronco both have I don't I don't think it's stamped steel. I want to say it's probably hydroformed. Sure, sure. But it's more of a, a squarish tube. It's not round tube like it's not a mandrel bent tube. Yeah, it's not yeah. a mandrel bent tube like a JK or or you know, back to the TJs and further mm-hmm. back. But um they're more because they do have mounting points in there for their you know, the different parts and pieces that and, and accessories and all the crap yeah, that some come with and the, some don't. You know, yeah. But if you look at the market that they're marketing that to, it's it's not the neither one of them are for the the hardcore off roader anymore. They're for nope. the the person that wants to go on the occasional fire road or or something like that. Or now, the beach can they, or the mall? If, yeah, the beach of the mall specifically, but there's you know that you got to play to your masses to make sales. That's capitalism. So if more if more people would just buy eighty thousand dollar vehicles and go do the Rubicon and Moab. And roll their shit for us. We would really appreciate that. So, right. <laughs> so I just or, did a, I just did a little bit of quick googling, and I actually found one company. I just posted it in our little live, laugh, love group chat. There, um, I gotta rock, kick this out. rock hard four by four makes uh, bolt on add ons to the cages of the Broncos. Okay, so that's like I said, and. We're we're not we're not even seeing a lot of them yet at the shop. So, have you seen any? We've seen a few for okay, you know, some add-on lights, ditch lights, and uh, things like that, but not any major mods like cages or big lifts or I mean, right out of the box, you can put thirty fives on them. So there's not a lot of demand right yet they come with 35s in some trims too in, in some trims they do yeah so yeah. and they come in 37s in another trim but that's an expensive so, truck good yeah, that's Bronco raptor the other day at a dealership and i was like dear lord it looks cartoonish like just how big it is <laughs> hot like, wheels well it, it didn't i mean it's tall but it's a regular bronco body with like fenders that are like six or eight inches Oh, they got like, the big add-on ones. Yeah, and yeah, they just giant friggin' tires, and like it looks good. Um, th- there's there's one angle that I don't like, and it's straight on the rear. It looks like a dually fender, like from the old, like a from like from like the Rams, you know, the old Dodge, yeah, yeah the old exactly. Dodge Rams with the the dually fenders that were just flares. Uh huh. I loved those, but I don't like it on the Bronco. Um, but all the other angles, it looks just pretty mean and goofy and i don't mind I, goofy like i think my truck looks like a cartoon and i think i see FK what you're cruiser, talking about yeah i will so. say that the jeep engineers had the forethought on the gladiator that you can fit a 37 inch full-size spare on the factory spare tire carrier yeah so we just had one in and the guy's like well they say you can get a 37 up under there and it's a squeeze, but it went in there. So I got to give them, you know, some kudos there that they did that. You don't have to eat up bed space with a spare tire. Or put a put an adapter on or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, but there, there are issues with the integrity of the hinges on those with the 37, isn't there? Because I, I know Cav Fab, they were real proud of this. Uh, well, we're talking. Had, I'm talking the Gladiator though, so it's it's. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking the Gladiator's I'm a thinking traditional Jeep. crank cable, like your pickup, Scott. Mm. Oh, that's right. So, but it's a heavier cable, and it fits in there. I mean, it kind of wedges in there, but it it fit full size spare, full size. Uh, black rhino rim. I don't know if I'd want that under there, to be honest with you. <laughs> Those, I, that we've had some, you know, we get everybody, we don't do rims directly, but we work with some of the area companies and the guy went over to one of the area tire shops. He says, I'll get my rims and tires and just bring them over when you're doing the lift. And that black rhino rim was probably at the, the center bore was probably two and a half, almost three inches thick. Jesus. Aluminum. Ow. So I couldn't just head heavy. There's a lot of rotating mass in those wheels. I just couldn't believe it. But Yeah, it's like a weighted flywheel if it's a stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, helps helps them keep them moving over those logs. Jeez. So should we talk? I have one more thing to say since we got off on a tangent about Yeah, you were gonna <laughs> talk about your your parking lot wheeling. What was my parking lot wheeling? You we took the talk- truck. I know. Yeah, now I'm gonna- just drawing a blank. Oh, no. I uh, I met one of the guys that I work with. Um, he's got a 80 series. And we were just BSing out, outside my house. Um, and not only does he have an 80 series on 35s, it's real clean, too. He just got a new engine put in it because um, it like was making some noise. I think it was top end or... Are they push rods of 4.5 liter Toyotas? I, I assume so. They're cast iron block. I think head. those would be, uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was making some valve noise. And I think it was about to go. So he had it rebuilt. And um, this guy, he's got like all my dream cars. He's got a lowered C1500, um, like red roll pan, like uh, I think it's GMC um, or Burgundy rather. He's got a IS300. Which is like my high school dream car. Dream car. Yeah, I, I still love them. I think they're super clean and fun. I probably wouldn't buy one in California though, just because the engine is not the most powerful, and there's not much you can do to keep it legal. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. And then I'm missing one. Maybe that's it. No, he's got a fourth. I can't remember. Anyway, so I've seen those three in person, which is awesome. Um, and we were just BSing in the in the outside my house about the about SAS one. So, um, yeah. So then after, actually, before I got all the mission stuff done, I put a new fuel pump in because I don't know if we, neither of you guys have heard it recently, but like a year before I left, I want to say the fuel pump started making some pretty loud you noises. Said it was making noise, so yeah. It started to make a like bearing going bad noise. Oh nice. Um, and I was like dreading doing it because in the old fuel tank, I I modified the fuel pump to like be shorter because it has that like compression yep. thing. And it was like it wouldn't seal right. So it had like gobbed um like RTV around it. Um, but when I had Ray made the new tank, I guess I was smart <laughs> and I like reverted it back to a non-modified fuel pump. But I think the only reason I didn't put a new fuel pump in it at the time was just, I couldn't get one quickly enough. Sure. Um, 
So like I pull it apart, ready to deal with scraping off all the the silicone goo and all that stuff. And it was just like, oh, just put in the new fuel pump, like all just as is. That's called good planning, Derek. It's good planning that I forgot about. <laughs> so it was like a nice surprise to myself. Right. <laughs> Made my fuel pump putting in job much less annoying. So So no noise now, trucks reliable, ready to I wouldn't say reliable, but it's got no noise coming from the fuel pump. <laughs> I still gotta figure out the weird like shutter. I put that transmission stuff in and it did not fix it. It's not really a shutter. It's more like um the best way I can describe it is it sounds like there's a it sounds like a bearing that has some play in it and like whatever shaft is going into the bearing is just shuddering or you know doing that but it only does it in overdrive or sorry it only does it in torque converter lockup so third and fourth gear well just turn the torque converter off then (sighs) yeah see no turn the lockup off yeah yeah turn the lockup off yeah that would solve it um so i I'm pretty sure it's in the transfer case. So it's either the doubler or the 205. Oh, it, sure. And I think it's just because it doesn't have that play from the torque converter. It's like, it's just transmitting that whole sound up yep. into the truck or something. But it's been like this for like two years. It's just slowly getting worse. So it'll show you what it is when it needs to show you. Yeah. I just don't want it to show me that when I'm in like Moab or something. Or at Moab or on the Rubicon or something. Yeah, exactly. And- Rubicon even wouldn't be so bad now because it's not that far from my place. It would suck if it was on it, but but yeah. So anyway, I probably need to pull the 205 and the doubler and just go through them all, but it's a lot of work, especially on my gravel and brick driveway that we talked about. So anyway, you guys did some some wheeling. We did. Let's see about that. You fill them in. I'll fill in the the missing spots. Um, You want to talk about customer appreciation day first? Yeah, we can go. Yeah, do that first. Let's do that. Yeah. So, uh, hear your experience. Yeah. So, uh, customer appreciation day came and went. So, I drove out there, uh, on Friday and got the little quick side thing. I got this hotel. My brother found it for me when I was in the middle of something and it was not a trailer friendly place. <laughs> no, when you told me you were at the days in, I went, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. You're like, he's going to have a hard time. It's kind it's of on one- the side of the bluff right off the highway. Mm hmm. And it's set up that, um, you know, it's a very long hotel and all the rooms are facing out on a two story balcony. So you oh, have yeah, to yeah. drive around and there's enough room to park cars on each side and then one length of cars going down the length or one one like lane of road to drive on. And of course, I had my Jeep in tow, so I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to park. And they're like, well, you can go over here and disconnect and then go park your truck. I'm like, "Mm -mm, we are not disconnecting. I'm like, I don't do that on trips. You should have just just taken it down to the shop. I should have just taken it over there, parked it. It was like nine o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm I'm done for the night. Luckily, there was a cool group of people that were like, yeah, come park right here. This truck's not moving. You're good. So but uh, yeah, I mean, showed up off offloaded the Jeep. there was uh door prizes, which I ended up winning a rough country tree saver. Nice. So that is in my trusty bag of off-road recovery stuff. It looks a little sad next to my lineup of crawler off-road gear, but, <laughs> but yeah. It, uh, Chris, what other what other kind of door prizes were there for those who might want to come uh, next year so or the next we time had, you guys do it? 
We had crawler off-road gear. We had rough country, various rough country stuff. They they sent us a bunch of different stuff. Tree saver, their version of soft shackle. Um, a winch that we'll talk about was a special giveaway. And uh, we had some bubble rope gear from the bubble rope guys. And some gift certificates from Yukon. And then, of course, we gave we give away some some T-shirts and hats and stuff of the complete off-road gear. So every year we expand a little bit more, a little bit more, and then we take the bigger prizes and do something special with them. Last year, and then again this year, we did a dunk tank uh, for the, the prizes. Uh, the top prize, if you dunked Rich, every time you dunked Rich, Rich you got uh, your ticket thrown into the bucket to win the winch. Nice. And I don't know, somebody somebody we all know won the winch. So So I unfortunately didn't play in the crawl course area. Um because they had the little RC, you know, crawler section set up. Um, I'm still waiting for my formal shout out from Mike that I was right and did not disappoint him. <laughs> did well, he have fun uh, on the little crawler course? He did. He was back there. I he was back there for quite a while on the course so yeah i mean um, i had i had everything with me i had all my comp crawlers i had all my short course stuff and it never it never got out of the back seat i just never pulled it out so you know between customers asking questions or looking up you know options or uh being in the dunk tank for a little while i never even got a chance to do more than walk past it yeah so but back back to the the winch winner yeah, so the so we there was lunch served, which was delicious. Um, and while we were having that, there was a little girl walking around that was like, "Hey, uh, buy some raffle tickets, so you get a chance to win some stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, that sounds good." I'm like, "Where do the profits go towards?" And it was what was the organization that it's the was? Veterans, a, it's the Veterans Freedom Center, so they're right down the street from us. And basically, what they do is veterans of all ages, you know, they can come there, hang out for the day. They they do different things. They build wood projects. Um, they help out with other projects. It's just, it gives the veterans somewhere to go, somewhere to, something to do, talk with other veterans. Um, if you're yeah, ever social, in the shop. Social, like, time together and, like, in your yep. hands dirty teamwork type thing. Yeah, they've got, I mean, they can do everything from play cards, hang out. There's a wood shop. There's all kinds of things for them to do. That's We've awesome. always supported them. Um, years ago, they had an old, uh, flat fender that they would drive in the parades and rich and his brother kevin said you know this thing's kind of run down it's always breaking down they they threw money into and provided all the a lot of the the parts and and all of the labor to totally restore it which basically meant building a whole new jeep um and that's the one that if you stop in the shop and you see the one that's got the 30 cal mounted in the back that's always in a, either in the showroom or sitting out front that's their parade jeep their old body is the one that's up on the shelf in the recreated shipping container. Oh, that, I did not know that. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was a fun project. Uh, Rich and I came up with that. You know, because is that really one that you ordered? And, you know, we'll play along with it for a little while, but so, yeah, so <laughs> I definitely we, thought it was, we always do the dunk tank is the proceeds from that go to them. And Rich told me what the, what the total was. I don't remember, but it was, it was, I want to say it's 500, it's north of 500, I think, that we wow. raised for awesome. them. Um, well, so she she came around and she's like, hey, come buy these raffle tickets. I'm like, yeah, you know what? 
I'll I'll pick up some raffle tickets. I had a hundred dollar bill in my wallet. I'm like, give me a hundred bucks worth of it. Like mix it up. Give me whatever you think is right. I didn't know those were tickets to throw balls um, for the dunk tank. At Rich. At Rich, at you, at any. I had so many tickets that I was giving them away to other people to just throw the throw the ball <laughs> because I was just and it, it turns out I'm pretty good at hitting the dunk tank. Nice. So eventually it just started getting like boring for Rich. I'm like bing down up bing down. I just kept like dunking them one after another and they're sitting in the background like another entry, another entry, another entry, another entry. Mm. <laughs> but so uh, he he you know kind of like trying to get into core he bought his way into winning the winch so nice so i i won the rough country rs 9000 winch so that's nice. going to be a very nice upgrade over the badlands one there you go because i've never had a winch with a decent spool speed so i'm excited to those yeah, rough country are a, a really pretty decent winch we've been putting them on a lot of the jeeps where it's hey i go wheeling a couple times a year it's you know, they, they want one on the front. Um, I always tell everybody, if you want it on the front for occasional use and to look cool, you know, put the Badlands, put the Smitty Bill, put the, the Rough Country one on there. If you're going out and you're, you know, getting home depends on the winch working, Put the spend the money and put the warrant on it. So it'll definitely be an upgrade over the, over the one you got on there. It is a faster line speed, like you said. So that's, that's going to be a game changer nice. for me. Fast line speed's nice. I I have the Warren, and Warren really took me up when I went on Ultimate Adventure. But the line speed's not any faster than the um. What did I have before? Smitty built that I had on there before. You should have got eighty eighty two seventy four. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't want think one that more they than you those. could imagine. I don't think that they give those uh to UA. No, they don't. People. They don't give those away for yeah. very often. But um. But I do think that the Warren will last me much longer than the Smitty build. The Smitty build oh, was yeah. fine. It never failed me. And no. I had it for a few years. But, it, I mean, paint was I shipping was... off of it and all kinds of stuff. You know, just from, like, power washing it, it was shipping off. And, it, like, it's aluminum, so, like, whatever. But the Warren still looks brand new. So Yeah. And now you don't have raw, uh, salt hitting it either. Yeah. That's a big one. They. Don't worry, the rest of the truck got <laughs> is, is evident. Nobody would believe that my truck was from California, that's for sure. <laughs> so I you know, I've got a, a warrant on the front of Andrea's Jeep on her JK, and it's you know, three, four years of driving it, daily driving it in the winter, and that mm-hmm. you just the salts start to I need to take it apart and repowder coat it. For sure. But but yeah, so Kyle won the winch. Um nice. Congrats, yeah, Kyle. I mean, thank I you. Must, I'm very excited to get it on there. Both of Dustin's kids won some of the uh, some of the prizes. Um, I think he went home with a, a mixture of crawler and and rough country recovery gear. So, well, his kids did. I don't know if they're going to let him let him use it or not. So, <laughs> have now he's going to have to build the baby buggy. Yep. So, but yeah, it was a good day. But re- great turnout at always. We always appreciate everybody coming in. Um, we had. Yeah. It was a fun little hangout too, you know, on top of just, you know, it being a complete off-road event. I mean, all the all the TOP guys were there, so it was cool seeing was everybody their wives, their kids. TOP. So, and uh you know, Dustin Audrey and the kids came over, stayed stayed over at my place, and Dave stayed in town. So we got together Friday night and did some recording for uh that that competitor podcast as Mike 
says. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you keep weaseling your way on this one. You got your own. I, I know. Kyle called. He says, hey, we're going to talk about the open house and, and core <laughs> entries. And you want to be on. I, and I'm actually halfway through through editing the other one. So I said, yeah, I can stop editing over there and jump on here. And um, it, like I've said before, and contrary to what Mike likes to believe, there is there is no competition. We shout, shout you guys and make referrals back to TOP all the time. So it's cutthroat competition. Every man for himself. <laughs> No, we're all we're all in it together. We all talk about slightly different stuff. It's Twenty-four hours in a day, but yeah, yeah, we had a great turnout. Um, you know, I can't. I don't even know. I don't even remember. I couldn't even tell you how many people from TOP that showed up. It's kind of like you know, going back to the day that TOP showed up at my doorstep and brought me all the parts to build tetanus. Is I can't. You know, you're you're going to six different directions. I actually got out of the dunk tank, and somebody said, "Hey, bring your scout on." running up the RTI ramp and I, you know, I built it a year ago and never had it up the ramp. Even though we have one at the shop, I've just never taken the time. And it, uh, it went very well, actually. It's probably the best RTI ramping. And I don't put a lot of weight into RTI ramp, but it's probably the best rig I've ever had to go the farthest up the ramp. Nice. Um, but it was nice to see it, you know, that everything worked flexed. And so we, yeah, we did that on Saturday, had the, the complete off-road open house customer appreciation and and then uh sunday the uh stump jumpers had their one of their you know they run about every other weekend for a club that's been around 50 years i think we're coming up on 50 they've got a lot of landowner relationships that you know it's all private ground and it's almost every other weekend from april till almost november now we go, you know, we, we hit some of them. We hit three times. Most of them we hit twice, once early, once late. Um, but it gives time for the ground to not get totally torn up. And I mean, kind of remember. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Kyle. Um, as an outsider, you know, I'm still kind of getting acclimated to the stump jumpers. I mean, we showed up to this property and it's not like you know, commercialized off-road parks like Badlands. I mean, we drove through this guy's like back access road for 20 minutes. Everybody's dragging these big old trailers. This road is not designed to take these trailers (laughs) down it. And we just pull up to this open field and it's like, all right, dump out your stuff and go get ready. And I mean, real similar to trailering down the main access road of Badlands. And then having a spot unload, and then you go another quarter mile down the hill to start into the ravines and the and the terrain. And it, it's super cool because, like, as we're you know, we'll we'll talk about like the wheeling and everything. But as we were going through doing the wheeling, I mean, we are re knocking the trails back down. So this really is like, I don't want to say unexplored land, but it hasn't been accessed in a while. If so you it feels. Sorry, yeah, if you don't know where the trail's at, you you wouldn't find the trail because I mean this we were the first this was the first time we were there this year, and so we did. I mean Cody had a lead, Cody led one group, Kelly took the another group. We had about thirty rigs, Kyle. Yeah, that we, sounds about right. I mean, we had thirty rigs that showed up, so we decided it'd be best to to split up into two groups because it's not a huge property. Mm-hmm. So instead of have trying to have one big long line, everybody sitting all day, you split up to. You know, we kind of split it up by ability. 
and some went one way and the other group went the, the more capable rigs went a little uh, onto the little harder stuff first and and we never ran into each other i mean there was enough separation that uh you know we didn't have a traffic jam or anything yeah it worked out great yeah that's awesome so so talk about the wheeling kyle i'll, I'll take you so i guess the, i this was my first time at the property um i've always heard about that property it always i had something else going on i wasn't able to make it um so this is was it my near, first is time is it near the shop yeah so it's, it's actually in illinois so it's just oh, okay. over over in illinois um kind of in between dubuque uh dubuque and galena okay 15 nice. minutes um, from the shop yeah nice. so but go for it kyle you uh give them a rundown of the wheeling yeah i mean it was like i said i mean it, it really does feel like you know you're we were plowing, you know, new land, unclaimed territory, which really does give it a cool, you know, fun experience on top of, um, you know, it, it truly like we don't know what we're getting into. You know, you go to Badlands like, OK, I'm going to go to the Rock Garden or the quarry and I know what I'm going to expect. This was just like so much fun. Like, hey, let's see what this line has to give. You know, we are cutting down some fallen trees and figuring that out and everything. It was absolute ton of fun i mean the trails were all like super fun and technical um i mean they weren't insanely difficult um i turned on my locker i think two or three times throughout the day otherwise the front stayed unlocked the rear's a posse so you know it just does whatever it wants um i turned mine on twice but the second time it was because i had to (laughs) <laughs> right and those those times i needed it was because i needed it i was like i can't take the chance of going up this hill and getting stuck because if i get stuck there is no like you can't back back down it and you won't be able to regain momentum to continue up and we had everything from cj5s to uh, my mine's probably one of the bigger the tennis is probably one of the bigger ones there was a j10 um, a couple other built more buggy type rigs. So it's a, a mix of all kinds of vehicles too. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I've never claimed that my Jeep's super big and I had an absolute blast wheeling this land. There really wasn't anything that I said I couldn't do. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like my body panels. So that ultimately is what dictates a lot of what I can and cannot do. Um, but there really wasn't anything where I was like, mm, I'm not going to risk that. Like we pretty much just, I, I I did everything that, you know, you and rich and some of the other rigs were doing like Cody. Yeah. So yeah, it's always fun to like explore, especially new to you, but even more fun when you're just kind of like, even if you're not breaking new ground, but like, it feels like you are kind of, yeah, there's a really nice sense of adventure on this property. I yeah. really, I really like that because you know uh, you you go to Badlands. I mean, there is no land untouched. And although I haven't been there, I'm sure most would agree that Moab is the same way. I mean, all the courses, all the the lines and the directions have all been explored. And the yeah. rubber on the the rubber on the rocks proves that point for sure. Um, where this this just felt really wild, like you know the final frontier kind of thing. Yeah. You I, have to, I, like, go I really out of your... enjoyed that. It gets me excited again. <laughs> yeah. You really have to go out of your way to find not super traveled stuff at the Badlands. Because sometimes, right. you know, there is, 
but it's like you know it's constantly changing well, like one winter it'll just get overgrown and then like nobody touches it for a while and then somebody tries it again you're like oh and that's the nice thing with the stump jumpers is it's all private ground so it's only accessible when we're going there some of it some of the you know other people let in you know like like rich's place he'll let other off-road clubs come up if you know mm-hmm. they want to come up for the day that kind of thing but for the most part we're the only guys that get a wheel that ground um and we do we like this property we won't go back there till the fall actually i don't even know if we go back this year um but we try to at least give the the ground some time to recover so you're not you know it's there's some land conservation built into it too um you know, there's some four wheel trails. There's uh, where we were at. The the guy lets some four people with UTVs and four wheelers come out there too. So there's some smaller trails that you look and you're like, okay, I'm not gonna fit down that. But a lot of it is like Kyle said, you're kind of blazing the trail. There's a trail there, but if you didn't know it was there, you're you're blazing a trail. And it's it's been really dry in Iowa. So we, uh, but the dust wasn't bad. We had a little bit of rain, a little bit of moisture, so it kind of kept the dust down. But you could pretty much go everywhere. Um, I know the guys have said. Different types. If it starts raining there, it's a total different game. The trails are totally different challenge. Yeah, because you're leaning on a lot of that. Yep, a lot of the trail there. Uh, you know, ravine type, creek, uh, small creeks. Um, of course they were they were pretty much dry right now. There was very little moisture in them, so you it was pretty easy to get around some of it. Where, um, you know, I had. When I did the RTI ramp on Sunday or Saturday over the shop, as I was full flexed out, somebody's like, "Hey, your radiator's leaking." Um, I backed it off, got it over off to the side, and it was the body had shifted enough that it actually had taken and punctured a small hole in one of the two cross tubes in my radiator. Oh, geez! I, pin- I pinched it off and thought, "Well, it's it held pressure at the shop, so." But second guessing myself on uh, when I unloaded off the truck and my buddy Court that has been on some of the runs, some some of the listeners know him. Uh, he was with me and we were you know talking back and forth on the way over and I kind of was second guessing my game plan. I thought, well, if I leave the the radiator cap partially cracked, it can't build as much pressure, and you know less likely to leak. Um, I left it too loose, so by the end of the probably the second trail. We were on um, the Jeeps, or, or excuse me, the Scouts started overheating. Oh, um, man. And that's, I should say overheat, but the temp was climbing higher than I liked it. Um, had some extra antifreeze with me, put that in, and it, you know, by that time I did heat soaked enough that you just couldn't get it to cool back down. Um, and it boiled out a second time because we're moving pretty slow. I mean, we're moving, but not my, I've only got one electric fan i need to get a second one out because it wasn't moving enough air and this is only the fourth time the scout's been out so i'm still working bugs out of it mm-hmm. um transfer case stayed on the whole time that's unlike good. the last time i was out so that was good um i was gonna yeah. say as a quick side tangent have you done anything to switch the direction of your uh cooling fan i have not yet i literally brought it home hosed it off and put it put it back in the shop so Gotcha. It's on, it's on the the prep list for the deck before the next run. Uh so it was heat soaked, gone through all the antifreeze. I ended up going down to the the one regular flowing creek that set the and you know, used the jug and filled it back up, got it to come down and 
we had what one trail left to do, Kyle? Kind of that big long loop. Yeah, was there a name for? We really don't have names. I, oh, some okay. people have names for them. I don't know that there was a name for that one, but it was the trail that the other group had done first, and so it's a little bit of the easier. It's got some challenging spots in it, so we went to do that. And it kind of goes up through kind of some natural limestone waterfalls mm-hmm. and get up. Then you kind of loop up next to the farmer's cornfield and then you got to drop back down in and cross it again. And we got up at the top and it was pretty hot that day. And so we, nobody was coming behind us. And so we dropped down over the edge to see, walk into the timber to see what's going on. And I got over there just in time to see Kyle pulling this J10 pickup backwards back out of the ravine part, the waterfall part of this trail. Uh-oh. And it was a pretty tight squeeze through him. And he had broken, what was it called? The spindle? Mm-hmm. He, so I've wheeled with him before. He's a super nice guy. Um, He's newer to wheeling. So, you know, he's working out the knowledge and understanding everything. Like I said, I don't want to speak poorly of him. He's a super nice guy. Hey, um, I got to give him credit. A J10 manual steering carbureted with a clutch yep no thumb throttle no aftermarket much of anything i mean it's pretty much so just got tires it's a on J-10 it J10 with no doors 35s 33s yes um so <laughs> I mean, i'm not sure yeah 34s you gotta, <laughs> yeah you gotta give the you gotta give the he's a younger kid but you gotta give him credit he's out there he's learning but yeah, so I look over the edge. Kyle, you were pulling him backwards. Yeah, so he was going to go through two trees and again, being stick shift, you know, he was carrying momentum and I don't think he realized that he couldn't fit and he whacked the tree hard enough that it basically just departed the tire, broke the spindle. And at that point it was, you know, unrepairable. We didn't have the resources or the tools to put it back together. Yeah. So the tire was still half hanging on at this point. And we're like, well, we'll drag him back to where we can do something about it. So we put a line on me. I start pulling. We're like, let's turn me around so I don't break something. Yanked him out onto the flat. And I think that was about when Chris showed up. and Witnessed the craziness that was trying to drag <laughs> this thing out of a riverbed with the tire half hanging on for dear life. And I showed up about the time that, that Terry's wife, Kitty, says... Does anybody have a winch of the back of their rig? And Terry goes, "Yeah, Chris does." And she looks up the hill and she goes, "You're the tow truck." Nah. So I said, "Well, I guess we'll we'll see how the the rear winch works." And so we got him turned around. Kyle kind of maneuvered around. We end up putting, cutting a log, and then I backed up to him. I picked up, you know, we I ran the winch under his axle, but back up to the frame, picked him up got the log under it, took his winch, put it around the log back, back up to his bumper and, and you'll know, suck that in. So it basically cantilevered the log under the, under the axle up to the mm-hmm. bumpers, make a skid. Nice. And then I, I sh- just short, short strapped him with my winch. And how far out was it, Kyle? I mean, the way you were driving, probably about a good 20 minutes to pull him back. Um, mileage, it, I want to say like a mile and a half. Probably a mile, mile and a half. Yeah. Um, wow. And of course, I'd been heat, you know, fighting the heat soak all day, but the scout had sat there while we were getting everything else. It was, it was cooled down. Um, I told him, I said, just leave it in second and we're going out of here. 
and we had to cross the creek, which are four or five foot drop-ins down the creek a little bit, then back out again. Yeah, yeah. I think twice, three times. I've got some. I tried taking video with my phone because I didn't have any of my GoPros with me. I just had my phone and trying to video and get a perspective of him <laughs> banging behind me. They didn't come out real good, but uh, drug him all the way back. A couple times he tried to shift. I'm not sure why. I said, just keep it in second, kind of help it along, and we'll get you back to your trailer. And by the time I got him back to the up to the where the trucks and trailers are parked, uh, the radiator cap sounded like a train horn. This I think the Terminator gate, you know, my Terminator screen for the LS said like 252. It's pretty hot. And you know, so I'm like, okay, we're testing out a 4L60. We're testing out, you know, an LS with 150,000 miles on it. Um, but it drug it, never missed a beat, drug him all the way up there. I unhooked from him, got out of the way. He backed his trailer down to it. And at, that's when his truck just decided it was not going to start anymore. We cooked his battery. We couldn't jump start it. Um, oh, wow. Kyle brought over his bag of crawler recovery gear i had some of mine i don't how many different soft shackles and recovery rings do i have no did we have on that trailer to get them up on the trailer yeah i mean we had two winch lines two soft shackles uh tree saver to hold them in place two snatch rings four soft shackles yeah i mean we we had a full rigging done and um i've got some picture of that i'll share on the on the chat or put up on the, on the page somewhere that on trail riders, but yeah, it took two winches to drag. Of course, he's got a big deck over, you know, equipment style trailer. Um, we had a dragon blog and everything up there <laughs> and we're, and we're on the uphill. Yeah. Uphill. And somebody's like, well, let's just turn everything around. I said, I am not dragging this thing around anymore. We're dragging it on the trailer. It's by this time we're two hours into the recovery. And it's probably high eighties, low nineties, and sixty percent low nineties. We we were sweating. So yeah, it was hot. <laughs> it was hot, but but we got it recovered, and you know, and that you know, I, at the end of it, he thanked me and he told me he learned a lot. So that you know, that was all the all the, the thanks or payment I needed was that he said he learned a lot. He you know he knew to some stuff to to be better prepared next time. Um, and you know, most of all, he just, he understood about, cause by the end, we probably had 10 guys and a total of four different rigs helping him to get him on the trailer so he could go, you know, get it back on wow. his trailer so he could go home. Yeah, it was yep. an operation. I mean, I, I was telling him an absolute game changer for him would be a TerraFlex thumb throttle because he doesn't have anything to hold himself in place on a hill. So a lot of times he was revving the heck out of it and then jumping pedals really quick, rolling back 10 feet and it was damaging the clutch. I mean, there was smoke coming out. Oh, hey, if he, if, I don't know what brand clutch that was, but that held out all day to some. Yeah, you, I mean, whatever that one. brand is, it's a good clutch because nice. it never let go. But yeah, I, I went up to him. I'm like, you know, it would be very helpful for you. I'm like, it would make this a lot easier for you because, you know, then you just rev it with your thumb, you know, foot on the brake, foot on the clutch, and just drive right out of it like it's an automatic. Back when I had the five-speed in, in a Jeep, that's, I, I actually had a, a brake handle off a 
like a BMX bike that I could sit yeah, there and just, and just grab pull, it. pull like a pistol grip. But, you know, just being able to keep some RPM and not jump pedals. So yeah, but, I can imagine even driving my Mazda in San Francisco. I'm like, oof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's I some bet. steep freaking hills there, man. I tell you what. Yeah, it's I believe like it. Uh, it's almost like off-roading. I was, uh, sitting up, I was sitting looking <laughs> at up the hill one day and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I go on off-roading trails that are less steep than this sometimes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, so it, it turned out to be a great day. Um, nice. Yeah, it it's the- always good to it's always good to hear, you know, somebody who's new to the sport. Like, I learned something, you know, I, I, I know what I want to do next time to make it better. And then the next time he'll learn something else or the next right. time after that or whatever. We all were there. I always go with the attitude that there's nobody out there on the trail that wasn't the new guy at some point. Exactly. Totally. That's awesome. I love to hear it. And then, you know, it would certainly be shitty for him if we weren't the people that inspired him to learn and to build and right. And I know it sounds a little corny, but you know, like when I was new, you know, someone helped me. So the least I can do is take the knowledge I've given and, you know, pass it on to the next guy. Pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Anything else on the, the wheeling day? That pretty much wrapped it up. I mean, that was the only real breakage that we had. Yeah. That's good. Um, I know some of the guys were working a few bugs out of their, their machines, but, for the most part, uh, it worked out good. I still need to get my rub rails tied into my on there and tied to the cage. I caved the whole driver's side of the the scout in again. So, oh geez, oh, did no. you look, did you look at that rear bar at all after uh, the tow job? Yeah, it deflected a little bit. I'm going to add some bars in there and then actually a, a hook point. So when Make I make it a little picked, more stout. Yeah, when I first went to pick him up, I had a, a snatch block in there and ran it up and around because my rear winch has got a st- is still still cable because for the exact reason I have it in there to do what it did. It's it's for you know wrap around somebody's bumper and drag them out. Um, you know, I'd be buying you know stock and crawler or something if I put crawler <laughs> rope on the back because shoot them up every other run because. I'll throw it on, you know, drag a tree out of the way, whatever we need. But I had a snatch buck on there with a soft shackle around my rear crossbar. That's basically tailgate height on my, on my cage. And we started picking up the front of that, uh, J 10 up and the bar started deflecting down a little bit. So we backed it off. It, it's got a slight little swell in it. It's not too mm-hmm. bad. It looks like it's by design at this point. Yeah. At this point, it looks like it's kind <laughs> of a little bit in it, but We'll add some some bars in there, but yeah, I I don't remember where I caved the whole site, and it was one of the one of the tight squeezes through the trees, and of course Probably I jeeps on the mountain. No, it was the it was the other day because I had oh, it all okay. pushed out after jeeps on the mountain. I had put I had, I got an old football. I I deflate and I put up in there, and then I pump the football back up, and it pushes the side back out. But that's some good old school knowledge on how to pop a dent. An old body what? guy taught me that long time ago. Basketballs or, or you know, any kind of ball. I use a football because they're leather. They, they'll take the, if there's a sharp edge, mm-hmm. you'll take it a little better. But mm-hmm. so I used a soccer ball on my bedside one time. It worked okay once yeah. and then it popped. <laughs> so I like got I the first football. part. 
Yeah. Well, I, I had two shitty soccer, like not even full-size soccer balls. They're just like kids ones that I think were at our house when we moved into our rental. Sure. And uh, I like put one in, popped after it popped the first part of the dent down. So I was like, well, hopefully this next one holds up. <laughs> I had a whole gamut of different ones. Uh, you know, yeah, you need different to... sizes for different dents. Yeah, and different, before like, the fire, I had a different one. Yeah, 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 exactly. You just stick them in their different ways and, and push them out. And... I mean, if you if you constantly cave in the same thing, just leave it in there. <laughs> I should. I should just glue one <laughs> leave it in there, there with like five or six psi and hold yeah. pressure. Yeah. Run an airline to it. And... Yeah, and then you can just pop it in and then pop just like, yeah. pop it back. You use oh. a morphlate. You can have all of them inflate at the same time. <laughs> you all synchronize one your bags. One in, one in each corner. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a new idea for your for product here. But yeah, yeah. So, no, I want to put a, a, a basically a rub rail along the body line. And a- Annie's been after me to do it. She ever since we built it, and I crushed like, in the like day grazed. one of core. She's like, you need a rub rail along there, and I need I need my rock rails done yet too. It just so many other things going on. And it's like it works. And it, you know, it's, at least you're wheeling it. Right? It's going to it's going to be a raisin before we're done, but you're not going to be if you wait too long, you won't be able to put a rub rail on there cuz it'll be there won't be a flat surface to stick it to. Well, I'm going to actually punch I'm going to hole saw through the body ah. and take it right into the the B pillar so the 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 hoop right behind the seats uh-huh. and then come out go wrong the body and then back into where the, the C pillar at the tailgate is. That's what Bray did. Well, it's not tied into his cage because he's got a pickup, but it, yeah. he's got a it's bed a real cage. similar to what Bray did. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's really clean. I've been wanting to do that for so long, but I just, um, it's almost One of those too deals late. Just, yeah. Nice. The bedsides are just slowly becoming worse and worse. So I don't know if I want to do all that work. And then how long have we been on, Kyle? Uh, about an hour 10. Yeah. I think it's time to wrap up and go to Patreon in a second here. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I will stick for a little bit of the Patreon, then I'm going to have to bail off because I still got at probably 45 minutes of, of my you podcast edit yet. So. Yeah, this is going to come out on Wednesday. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight this tonight. Still, yeah. so cool. Well, you want me Anything to do all else? the shout outs? I got the. I got the list. We got one guy be- who can shout out one of our uh, partners. I think he knows yeah. the number. Check, I don't know. I don't know Rick's number, but check out Crawler <laughs> Off Road for all your recovery needs. <laughs> Do you want to try and get the number right? Because Steve messed it up last week. I can. I can get it right. <laughs> oh, Derek, do I, it. Wait. I got a good laugh out of that. Yeah, five. Crap. Five oh. six three five eight three five three six three. Very good. Nice. Off Road for all of your recovery needs. You can give Chris, this gentleman here, a call. Or whatever you need. Not did See, I say recovery? Off road. You said recovery. Oh, God damn I it! I, I will hook you up with Crawler Off Road. You get the same ten percent off. With, it's because you said Crawler before, and I was like, "Yeah, you got it on uh, the brain." Yeah, so, I got it on the brain. So complete off road. I have to shout out Crawler because Crawler is also a sponsor of Heat Treated Garage too. Ah, so. okay. Uh, disclaimer: I'm, I'm under contract Garage is not a sponsor of Total Off Road Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but we do like the guys. We'll and have a war a of the discount codes. Hey, you guys can start doing movie reviews too. We're gonna start. <laughs> we're gonna start doing like <laughs> TOP eleven or something like that, just to do a leg up on all the other discount codes. <laughs> TOP ten point five. Ten point ten point four. Ten point five. Ten point six. We'll just go. 10.2 or something like that. You're just yeah, bumping up in increments. Yep. <laughs> but Horse we got, Power Wars. 
Kyle, it's your turn. Who you, you got the rest of them? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to do I this for Steve. So Steve, you're welcome when you listen to this. Summershinesupply.com if you want your stuff to look shiny or clean after you get off the trail. Um, hey. If you want your shifter to look good from raddesignsproducts.com, get yourself a fancy shifter. I don't have one. Steve absolutely swears by his. He loves this to death. I love mine. Um, I don't have one either. The, mis- the mystery build at the shop is getting a, a rad design shifter, too. What are you building at the shop? It's the mystery build. You got to follow yeah, along. I was, hoping, I was hoping I'd trick you. Try to trick me out. Trying, so. <laughs> we get it recording. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bleep oh, it gosh. out. If you accidentally say it on recording, we'll bleep it out. No, you won't. I've, I've heard those. Oh, hey, Kyle, edit that out. It's still in there. <laughs> you know, I would bleep it out because I want I want to be the only one that knows. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he has incentive. <laughs> you, you had your chance. You weren't paying attention at dinner. I was told. Uh, so. I should have been paying attention. I'd know everything gotta, about it. I gotta go beat. Ri- I gotta go. You know, question Rich tomorrow about you know telling people <laughs> at at dinner, <laughs> but letting the word out. So, um, if you want to mount your Milwaukee Packout Cup onto things on, on your Honda Goldwing, on your Honda Goldwing, <laughs> go, go check out Off Road Anonymous. I they always say make- this. Sorry, go ahead. They do make they do make other things, but that's the main that's the most I, important one. I I always tell people, you know, whenever I post the the deal of the week, those trick tabs, those fab tabs, the gussets, they're only useful if you have them when you need them. Spend twenty bucks, get a couple tabs, put them on the shelf, and when you need them, you'll be happy you got them. I've got a they whole are. box of them that when I use them, I order a few more. Uh, but it is nice having some of that stuff just there on the shelf when you all of a sudden you're. Because you know it's always ten o'clock at night when you're like, I need a tab right on a, here on a Friday too. And you're yes. like, I can't even get these in like four days. You know, right? <laughs> I was working on a lawnmower and I needed a gusset, and I was like, Wait a minute, I got a whole box full of these. And so, uh, a random lawnmower in Lindenhurst, Illinois, has a an ORA fab bracket on it. Nice. <laughs> It's like and quarter it's, inch in the sheet metal on the mower's mm-hmm, like sixteenth mm-hmm. or something, but whatever. The gusset's going to punch through the sheet metal before that thing gives up. <laughs> um, go and check. Morph? Yep. Uh, yep Morphlate for all of your football inflating needs to stick Good. up into your fenders and auto bop out your dents. I got to get, get a hold of those guys and get one. I, you know, with having a trailer and trailer in the, the Scout Street legal, it's got it's it's plated in that. But I don't I trailer it, so I never air it up. But um the wife's JK. We're building that for more of a a weekend wheeler. Go to Colorado, mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I got to. She needs a compressor, and to I'm putting a ARB in the a whole axle with ARB in it. So I got to get a compressor for it, and I, I'm going to set up, set that all up with the more fleet stuff. So I got to get a hold of those go. guys soon. I mean, right hand to God. I wish I was joking. As we are recording this podcast. A buddy of mine just sent me a message and said, have I told you lately how much I love my Morphlate? Wow. I, I wish I was joking because I, I talked and talked and talked and told him to get it. And finally, he went and bought one at Christmas and he said, I use it in everything, both lawnmowers, the Jeep, the truck. And he sent me pictures of him using it. That's awesome. I was, I was almost going to pull the trigger and buying a Milwaukee compressor because the Milwaukee's got that preset. You can set it to what PSI, just hook it up and, you know. Go. Doesn't the new Morphlate compressor the new Morphlate, do that that's something? where I'm going to this oh, okay, thing. Okay. You know, they said like, the new Morphlate's coming out with it, so I... I was like, maybe you don't know, I, but you know. I waited, <laughs> I, I waited, and I'm going to... Yeah, that, uh, what is it, the 10.6 Pro? 
Yep. So I think I'm going to wait and just get that instead. There you go. Because that, that's a nice feature when you can just, you know, set it to a... Set it and forget it. it. Especially so with, you know, when you can hook all four tires and walk away. Oh, yeah. But when, when they say, go make a, go have a trail soda and while your tires pump up. There you go. Yeah, you don't even it, need it, honestly, with that compressor so fast. Like, you're going to have to... Drink that trail soda pretty quick. I thought they said you have to have at least two tires hooked up to it, though, because it's yes. so fast. I think yes. so. Yeah. I mean, but that's going to be the other cool you, part you of it is if you, you don't have to, but it will flow. You won't get the full flow rate if you don't. Okay. I think. And, you know, if God forbid you, and I'm sure this has happened, you know, someone went to hook up their Morphlate and they walked away and they forgot and they came back to, you know, 80 pounds of pressure in every tire. I mean, this new one is going to be great for that. Like, you can just set it and come back in an hour and just like, Wait, oh, yeah, I was doing you, this. You mean somebody like every TOP listener getting sidetracked, ta- BSing it over <laughs> at somebody else's rig where they're just pumping up? Mm-hmm. And then you I'm walk getting- back and all of a sudden the tires are like shaped in a triangle because there's so much pressure in them. Uh, <laughs> oh. Or is exploded. All is that all of them, Kyle? Um, if you guys are done with this and you have more time left in the day, go check out the Heat Treated Garage podcast. That's You're right. forgetting one thing, Kyle. I appreciate anybody that comes over and listens to the other one, and and we're sending head many people over back over here. But the other thing is, uh, go buy your swag packs on the fifteenth. Yes, oh, yes. We're, that. Like Steve was saying earlier, there's fifty of them. You're going to get a bunch of cool stuff. Um. And you get an opportunity to go wheeling. I mean, I did it last year and I'm going to be buying a bunch of swag packs again for this year so I can get the opportunity to do it again. Um, It's a good weekend of wheeling, wheeling with good guys. You know, if nothing else, I can't recommend it enough. And, you know, don't go buy Starbucks for a couple of days and go get you a swag pack. Get some cool merch, get an opportunity to go do something cool. The math works. What if you didn't buy Starbucks to begin with? Hmm. Then you got the money. Then you're set. That's why I ordered two last year. Or you could, whatever, whatever your other bad daily habit is. Yeah, that's right. Anything you spend money on that you're like, man, bring your lunch to work a couple of days. It's really good. Skip the chicken nuggies for a couple of days. Go get you some Tyson's. Yep. And then buy you some swag packs. Yep. All right. Or go over to Crawler and they've got theirs going on too. So. There's there's all kinds of chan- ways to win. If you go spend a hundred bucks at three different companies, that's three hundred bucks. It's not the end of the world. You spent money on stupider, and you <laughs> get the opportunity to go. You got some good odds to go do some cool stuff. So, hopefully, I have imparted the want for people to go wheeling at this point. You can't go if you don't buy a swag pack or some stuff from Complete Off Road. Right. Then and I miss. There's and, no other and way. If right? And if we're really lucky. Maybe Derek will be there to shake your hand. Uh, trying. That would be magical. <laughs> I need to find. Uh, <sighs> I need to figure out. Yeah, I will we'll, find we'll, I'll you. Figure a, it out. I will find you a seat. You just got to get here. Oh no no no! I knew I'd have a seat. I just I need to figure out a, how to find a seat on a plane. I'll look. Um, I got I forgot to look last time. I'll look this time. I'll steal a plane from work and come swing by. Well, there you go. Kyle's going to pick there you up. There you go. There's an, air, hey, there's an airport right next door, right, Kyle? Yep. So Perfect. you can fly right in almost to Rich's house. Shit. That's service, man. 
You could there's throw a, a rock where we can't. There's a small airport right across the street from, well, not the, not the street, but like across the highway. If you're ready for a nice, to. fun 10-hour flight, we'll make it happen. That's fine. Oh. <laughs> in a plane with Kyle for 10 hours. Uh, Sir, come to my... Never mind. Um, how, many, how, many, um, how many fuel stops do you have to make two. on the way back? Two? All right. Yep, that's not two. bad. Should be about two, maybe three, depending on the wind. That's not that's bad. That's not then. too bad. And if you packed your industrial strength hairdryer. Wait, you I don't guys understand. not get that reference? Oh. Blow it backwards? No, space balls. Uh, only bring what you need oh. to survive. It's my industrial oh. strength hair dryer, and I can't okay. live without it. <laughs> we started we started when we all got on here, you know, we started with the, the bad movie references, so might as well go out with them too. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Doctor. Well, either of you have any last words. I do. Um, I'm actually gonna regurgitate some that Mike did a few episodes ago, but remember that thing? that uh, he's he's gonna he'll have said it better than me just go do the thing that you've been putting off for a long time because it's not gonna get done and then you're gonna feel so much better after you do it i'm referring to the fuel pump thing now when i start my truck i'm not like listening to freaking banshee screeching behind me so hoping that it's gonna stay running and it 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 makes you explain it for the next project it was a slow death yeah and then you could check the you can check the box off the list yes. and it's so satisfying. And then you can move on to the next thing. And before you know right. it, the next thing and the next thing. So go do stuff. That's my last words. I like it. I like that one. Okay. So well, let's go jump over to the Patreon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of total offer podcast. And we will catch you on the trail. Overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. I fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not the most ridiculous thing in the world? (laughs) And then Craig popped in, like...